Hello folks, welcome to Music, Movies and Badness. Um, we're doing part two now of, um, of this week's podcast. So part one, we, we talked about instrumental songs that are like famous instrumentals. Um, and part two, we're going to look at um, some movies that um, have like famous soundtracks, big, great soundtracks. And also we're going to be doing a bit of a quiz as well. So we'll go around again. So David, are you want to kick us off? Yeah, I do. Um this this film came out in about 1991 the theme for the song was composed around somewhere like they, they say 600 ad it's an old folk very old folk song um it was given a new lease of life through this film and the film talks about a chinese martial arts hero um, called wong fei hong who's a real person he uh He's been immortalized in many, many films in uh, Chinese cinema, particularly in Hong Kong and Cantonese films. Um, personal connection, trained with my teacher's great, my teacher's teacher's father. So had some personal connection there, similar styles, and they were contemporaries around the turn of last century. This song is now associated with him. It's called The General's Mandate, um, translated General's Mandate, but was re composed or composed or whatever you want to call it um in 91 for the Jet Li blockbuster once upon a time in china uh which um is pretty much the iconic well it put him on the map Jet Li, and it pretty i guess you'd say he's most famous in china for his role in that film um so this is the tradition this is the 1991 release of the general's mandate it was composed by George Lamb. The um, modern interpretation of the General's Mandate for the, the the movie Once Upon a Time in China, which there were three films that came out. Those films, huge, hugely successful, probably the, some of the most uh, revered martial arts action films of that whole generation, maybe even mm. since. I don't know if there's anything that's come close to them, um, in uh, at least in, in Asia. Um, have you guys seen, any of you guys seen that? film oh a while ago yeah yeah a long long time ago yeah um yeah i think it was the same yeah. and yeah put jet lee on the map so that was my choice once upon a time in china awesome great stuff thanks for that okay glenn what have you got um i don't have a particular film i've got a couple of songs from um three films 
the first of which is an old song, but this is a cover and it's a theme. Um, movie was called um, Midnight Cowboy and starred Dustin Hoffman and John Voigt. Um, and it had a really fantastic soundtrack, um, both instrumental um, and even Harry Nielsen did um, the song Everybody's Talking About Me in it as well. But I'm doing um, a song called The Theme from Midnight Cowboy, which I think is fantastic. And this is Faith No More doing it. Faith No More, one of an sort of an unusual sort of band from the late 80s, 90s, weren't afraid to actually do wow. a whole range of different things. So, yeah, um, I went and saw them um, and they opened with that, the little wow. mouth organ of the, and it was epic. It actually, to use the word epic, um, actually really was. And I was like, whoa, what is the amazing music? And it was the theme from Midnight Cowboy, um, an That's unusual. Fun. Yeah, that was composed by John Barry, who did all of the early uh, Was it? Yeah, I think it's a magnificent piece. I absolutely adore oh, it. I never, ever, ever have thought Faith No More would do that. Well, they're an unusual band, and the fact that yeah, they've man. got they've got their keyboard player. Uh, I think his name's Rod Roddy Bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And as a result, yeah, they just are diverse. You can't peg them. Um, and I was floored, uh, absolutely floored, eh? Uh, the second song I've got here is um, from Natural Born Killers, um, which was, uh, I think, was that a Lynch film? Oh, they've got two songs from two movies. Yeah, so I'm doing, um, this is Nine Inch Nails, um, and it's called a warm place, and it was an instrumental th uh, that um, was in the tr in the movie, and spooky but awesome all at the same time.
So the movie itself is pretty violent. Um, however, it did have a, a stonking um, sort of uh, soundtrack with a whole range of different sort of um, alternative artists from about that time. Um, yeah, well worth checking out the soundtrack. And the film is um, quite good too. It's certainly original. Um, mm. Yeah, but a bit dark, obviously. Um, and then I've got, because uh, I got hooked on this whole instrumental theme this over the last two episodes, this is The Ho at Woodstock, and there was obviously the massive film Woodstock, um, the soundtrack, which is pretty good. So that song's called um, Sparks, and it's from the Tommy Sweet songs. Um, and arguably, um, there was the Woodstock um, concert itself, but I think it was probably the film um, that made it monstrous and the soundtrack album that came from it that made sort of Woodstock sort of immortal. Um, and the Who played one hell of a stonking set. Um, and I think that sort of finished their set when the sun was coming up the next morning. Um, so, yeah, and you can just imagine Pete in his boiler suit swinging away. Um, all, all three members, of the four members of the band competing to outdo each other, um, and Sparks is fabulous. Um, I think it's a, it's a cool piece. So, yeah, they were my picks tonight from three pretty interesting films. Awesome. Thank you for that, Glenn. That's uh, some good choices there. Okay, um, so I've gone with, with a score, um, similar to, to what Dave did. Um, a bit more up to date, so I think this is the only track maybe that we've had tonight from the 80s. Um, and um, okay. I've gone um, for the, uh, the soundtrack for the movie Blade Runner uh, by Van Gelis. Um, mm. It's what, for me, it's just one of those scores that like, it just sucks you into the movie from the moment it starts. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just no escape from it, really. <laughs> once, once you're in there, it hooks you completely. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm going to play you um, a couple of snippets from two of the pieces from the movie. The first one is from the main titles, um, which is probably the one that most people know. Uh, and it goes a bit like this.
so that's from the main theme. Um, the mm -hmm. movie kind of starts with this huge, like, neon cityscape, um, just like it's really kind of post apocalyptic, like flames shooting out the top of these, like, huge industrial chimneys, and um, mm -hmm. just gives this huge, like, pano panoramic kind of shot. Uh, and that music just kind of matches it absolutely perfectly, nails it. Um, uh, and for me, that's the sign of a good soundtrack. You know, if it if it if it narrates to the the story of the theme of the film, and it just sucks you in without it being overpowering, um, that's that's the sign of a really good soundtrack for me. Yeah, yeah I always wonder how they how how they write, how do they compose stuff like that? It's incredible how they. You know, it's just incredible, isn't it? Dango was was quite amazing, and um, yeah. he the the setup that he had um, was. I'll see if I can find the YouTube video for it, and, and, and I'll flick it up on the page. But mm. he was obviously uh, a, a keyboardist, but this was at the time before it kind of went digital, and mm. and nothing talked to each other, you know, in terms of synths. But he mm. he actually devised his own system. Um, whereby it's the, it the most bizarre thing to see, but he had like his main synth um, and he had like a system with, with like dials that you could kind of turn and he would actually just like write on each dial as he went to actually remember like the settings that he'd chosen and how it wow. kind of actually worked and then would kind of like rehearse it and then record it in like one take pretty much mm. um, and then layer on and layer on. Um, it's an insane way of working when we kind of think about things now, but it must mm. have taken forever to do. Absolutely. Um, the second one is, is a bit of a contrast to this. This is the love theme. Um, and it's just beautifully bluesy and just chilled. Uh, so this is a bit of the, the love theme. So, you know, it's got that wonderful raspy saxophone. It's just the right side of not being porn. <laughs> it's very, very close. It's close. <laughs> all right. That's close. We draw our lines in different, slightly differently. Uh, what was it? Right. Mutant love or whatever was it? Wasn't it mutant? <laughs> Synthetics or something? Oh, I can't Repli remember. Replicant. 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 That's the word. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, but just... Just again, just in terms of the atmosphere that that, that kind of creates and evokes, um, I think it's just fantastic for that. Um, yeah, so that's that's my choice for movie. Um, Ian, have you got anything for us for yes, movies? Yes, I, I do. I had some fun choosing some movies. Um, 
actually. And the first one I'm going to, I got two. Is that all right? Is that all right? I just got two. Yep. So, yeah. The first one was, the first one was, uh, uh, I think it was recorded in 1958. And it appears on. Uh, Probably, actually, well, I'd say it's like one of my top 20 movies. It's definitely a bit of a classic kind of movie. And uh, it goes a little bit like this. And the movie was boys pregnant what oh what? right no the movie was the blues brothers must 1980 something oh <laughs> yeah they, yeah but the, oh, the song was written in 58 no but i mean right. yeah oh the movie was like 80 year whatever yeah. <laughs> okay my I bad. think it's the theme from Dragnet, <laughs> and it's on the soundtrack Dragnet. of the Blues Brothers. Yeah, that's right. So, we, well, okay, that was a bit of a flop. In 1950. <laughs> <laughs> the Peter Gunn the Peter Gunn theme, and uh, I think that was Dwayne Eddy's version, was it? Yes, it was Dwayne Eddy. He's a great guitarist, by the way. No, that's not. I, I, I'm wrong. It's not that. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, and this the second one I chose was again another movie that I really really like. I nearly went Blade Runner because that's good stuff. But um, this one, okay, I've got a bit of schnell here. The album was released in two thousand and three by Walt Disney Records. Contains a selection of music from the movie score and some albums. Uh, that have even never been featured. How about that? I didn't know that. The uh, music of the film and this album are both credited to composer Klaus Badelt, Badelt and producer Hans Zimmer. And absolutely, I just love these movies with all my heart. Ah, oh. God, it's good. Damn. Why are pirates called pirates? 
because they are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's uh, yeah, the one and only parts of the Caribbean, and uh, I'm a massive Hans Zimmer fan. I love his music. Probably, um, yeah, probably one of my favourite composers. I love his. Uh, I nearly did the um, the Lone Ranger, where he does the Pasha Bell's. Is it Pasha Bell's Cannon? William Tell Overture. Thank you. And he does a great arrangement of that as well. But yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is a winner for me. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys. That's awesome in terms of like some movie choices and um, some cool soundtracks on movies as well. There. Um, so to kind of wrap up tonight, what I thought we'd do is we're going to do a little bit of a quiz. So this mm. could be quite interesting. We'll see what happens here. So I've chosen 10 movie themes from John Williams, probably like the most famous composer. So hopefully you might recognize some of these, but there's a okay. twist. Because uh, I didn't want to make it too easy. Um, so I'm going to play them backwards and um, see if you can guess what they are. Backwards? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've got some snippets for you, and you're going to hear them backwards. Holy so I'm, I'm going to start with one that I'm hoping you're all going to get. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, let me just get this ready. What does the winner get? Do we get um, a Snickers bar or something? No, the winner get overall smugness sounds fair. <laughs> overall smugness. Okay. Let's see if we can do this. Is that first one to the buzzer? Uh yeah, but if you yeah, you can we could go that way. Yeah, let's see how we go. All right. You can just make it eh or something. Whatever. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Here's number one. Star Wars. I think Ian got there. Ian did get it. Yeah. Star Wars, man. Yeah. Let's have a little listen for us. Just make sure it is the right one. It is. It is. Excellent. There we go. Brilliant. All right. Going for it. No. Good start. Right. One to Ian. All right, number two, let's see if we can get this one. Oh, 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 that was Glenn. What do you got, Glenn? Uh, It's Harry Potter, right? Let's check. Is it? Yeah. Mr. Thurston, you on fire, boy. Well, you beat me on the last (laughs) one. You're a wizard, Glenn. You're a wizard. (laughs) I'm proud of that. All right, all right. Let's see how we go. Uh, yeah, here we go. Another classic one. Maybe a bit more tricky. We'll see how we go with this one. Oh, oh Ian got there. Ian just got there. Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones. Is it Interception from Glenn. Is it Close Encounters of Third Kind? <laughs> no. Oh. On the right idea. So, Dave. Is it E.T.? Let's check. It is. Oh, I should have waited for that. Oh. Oh. 
the emotions it brings back. Oh, so good. Overwhelming. Oh, it's there such a great go. theme. All right, so that's one all. Okay. Oh, hell. Here we go, gang. All right, fingers on buzzers, guys. <laughs> it was Glenn. <laughs> That's Jaws. Yeah. Let's check that one. It's not. It's backwards. Yeah, it's swedge. 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 <laughs> that sounds so wrong. You have to say the answer backwards. Swedge. Good luck with that. <laughs> nice. All right. We'll get a bit festive with the next one. That's my clue for you. Here we go. Okay. Oh. oh, that was Glenn. Is it Home Alone? Let's check that one. <laughs> yes, it, it is. is Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. I was never a big fan. I wouldn't have known that. Nice job. Okay. Let's see how we go with this. Number six. Is it, is it is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? Something no, from that? It's not Raiders of the Lost Ark. You're not allowed. Uh, to, are you not allowed to answer with a question? You've got to be. You've got to be assertive and give an answer. Okay, fair call. All right, all right, I'm out. <laughs> okay, it's not Raiders. It, of the can Lost I come Ark. back in again? Can you play it again? Yeah, I'll play it again for you. Have another listen. Oh, we've got Ian. What do you reckon, Ian? I don't know if he did this or not, and I've had a few drinks, but is it Superman? No, it's not Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he did do Superman. He did do he Superman, did, didn't he? Did. he? Yes, he did. Right. Thanks. Oh, man. One more time for Dave. Have a listen Dave, to Dave, No, I got no, oh, um, no, I can't, no, no idea. Okay, I'll play it forward for you. It's the first one to buzz in. Oh, mate, yeah, buzz, buzz. <laughs> That's the buzz from David. Oh, you've Man forgotten. Ma Mandalorian? No. 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 I, like, I was like, why am I thinking Mandalorian? <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Have a listen. All right, guys. Yeah, so that last one that we had there, that was actually Indiana Johnson's Temple of Doom. So you weren't a million miles off, Glenn, but uh -huh. not quite. Do I, do I get a half point for that? No, no. no. <laughs> okay, all right. No, you're rubbish. You, you lose a point. You, you lose a point for being so damn close, but so far away. Oh, Absolutely no, not. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I like that. Right. Okay, Martin. Let's go. Okay, this is going to be a hard one, guys. So we'll see how we go with this. This is probably the trickiest one. So listen carefully. 
Was that a bus, Glenn? Yes, it is. It is. Is it Schindler's List? Oh, Jesus. He's on it. I've never seen it. Well done. Excellent. Well done. Good job. You watch too many movies, man. I don't, actually. (laughs) I do remember remember music reasonably well, though. (laughs) Nice. Okay, here we go. Coming in on the last three now. Okay. Here we go. Superman. Superman. <laughs> I think I won. I'm not sure. Everyone got a point for that one. <laughs> oh. Superman. Oh. oh, no. Let's it's... just make sure. It's such All a right. good piece of music. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last two. Here we go. Oh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, Jewel of Fates. I'm going to give that one to Dave. Yeah. It is epic, isn't it? When you got 100 piss quiet, it's amazing what you can do. Yeah, All right, last one, guys. I don't know what the score is. I don't care. Hey, here we go. That is the Indiana Jones thing. Which one? Uh, right, it's the last act. <laughs> Woo-hoo! I win. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. There we go, guys. It just goes to show just how famous those tunes are. Well, if you keep right? saying Raiders of the Lost Ark, you'll eventually get it. <laughs> you'll eventually get it. <laughs> <laughs> there are only so many movies out there, right? Uh, <sighs> well, I generally used to compose most of them. So. Who's, the be- who's the best movie composer ever? Uh, John Williams. Probably John. Well, it's the most famous. As in, like, the most widely mm. heard. Who's the guy that did Back to the Future? That was Alan Silvestri, who's also right. done a whole yeah. heap of movies, did things mm-hmm. like Forrest Gump. Yeah, and that was fab too. That's a great mm. soundtrack. Um, brilliant soundtrack as well, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, the Star Wars theme is uh, the disco version of that, which was done by a guy called Miko back in... 77 or 78. I had that. I remember? I do. You remember that, right? With the sound effects going on and stuff in it? Yes. It was shit. Um, The biggest (laughs) selling instrumental (laughs) single of all time in America. Yeah. Yeah. No. Was it? Yeah. It's the only instrumental song to have gone platinum in America. That is so disappointing. Isn't it? (laughs) When you compare it to the original as well. Disco, it's electronic. I mean, it's just shit. It really is. My dad had it on a compilation album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is pretty bad. Even as kids, we even as kids, (laughs) even as kids, we knew that was bad. Yeah, (laughs) it was always cheesy. (laughs) Disco stuff. Yeah, I can't Just believe some guy that in the was background, background doing the arty noises <laughs> on his Casio or something. Oh, really awful. oh, that's going to be our outro music. 
I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to we'll do, do that, that to you, Martin. <laughs> I really love that. Uh, <laughs> have you heard that um, Van Gallis won the uh, the Conquest 18? Oh, uh, yeah, 1492. Was that 1492. the 1492. Mm. Is that yeah. it? Oh, that's a good yeah. piece of music. Oh. Do you know what I found with like a lot of that stuff that you did with Ridley Scott later on? It was like the scores were amazing, but the films were oh. just a complete snooze fest and just went Absolutely. on way too long. Like Alexander was the same. I got through about 20 minutes of that and just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, been, there's been some good composers in there, really. He did Chariots yeah. of Fire, didn't he? He did. Yes, indeed. That, that, that was the, the that was the one that yeah, that's the one that uh, made him huge. Uh, right. Yeah. And then did Mr. Bean a great big favor as well, like later on at the Olympics. Oh, that was that's that, that, that is my Chariots of Fire. <laughs> Mr. Bean running on the beach <laughs> at the 2012 Olympics. It's just, and he's just sitting there, right? The piano just playing yeah. one note. It is just English comedy dreams, gold. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Evangelist sadly no longer lives, but um, man, he wrote some some crackers in his time. Good stuff. Mm. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I think that kind of brings us to a, a wrap for tonight. And um, yeah, we will see you all next week on nice another one. episode of Music Movies and Madness. Good night, folks. Thank you. Fun. Thank you, mate.